0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Allegheny Digital. In this episode, I sit down with Salesforce solution architect Lauren Zolt. On top of being a 14-time Salesforce certified professional, Lauren believes in living a deep life. We talk about her life leading up to a Salesforce career, being a new parent while learning new skills, lessons learned from Cal Newport's book, Deep Work, and some recommendations if you're ever visiting Wisconsin. Lauren, thanks for joining me today on Allegheny Digital. Um, It's an honor to have you. Uh, People that are in the Salesforce space or specifically Salesforce military may have heard of you. So this is really cool for you coming on the show and share your experiences. Um, Thank you for joining.
1: Yeah, Franklin, I'm so excited to be here. We've known each other for a few years. So this is quite an honor for me too.
0: Um, I love your story. I've heard it a couple of times. So obviously you had said we've known each other for a couple of years. So we've talked about it, but kicking off here, can you share a little bit about yourself and what led you to a career in Salesforce?
1: I'd love to. All right. Um, So for those who don't know, I grew up in a really tiny town in Texas. Um, My mom was a high school janitor and um, my dad was never really a part of my life. Grew up very, very poor. My mom couldn't support herself. So we lived with my grandparents for years. Um, at around the age of 16, the state come in, came in to my house and actually removed me from there. There was a lot of abuse and neglect going on in that situation just due to the poverty. And they removed me. They put me into an orphanage for a little while to allow my mom time to get her life together before sending me back home eventually at the, around the age of 17. So when I graduated from high school, again, my dad's never been a part of my life. My mom never graduated high school. The same thing with my dad and my grandparents, really. Um, I I didn't really have any opportunity, didn't know where I was going to go or what I was going to do. And so I joined the Air Force as a means of really escaping that and putting myself into a different trajectory than my family had been on. And I knew I wanted more and different for my life. Uh, So I enlisted in the Air Force at the age of 18 and For a while, it was just my dream job. I was a translator. They trained me in Urdu, which is what they speak in Pakistan, and just a beautiful culture, finally feeling like I'm a part of a family, a part of something that matters. And unfortunately, after I was in for about a year, I got medically discharged from the Air Force, and I was married at this time to an active-duty Marine, so we were moving all the time, you know from California to Texas, from Texas to North Carolina, and eventually from North Carolina to Chicago area. And I could not get a job at all to save my life. So I went back to school, I got my bachelor's degree, and continued to job hunt. And it wasn't until I had my first little boys, I have two little boys, that I realized I needed something to change. You know, when you have someone who now relies on you for food, things get really, really real, really fast. And we needed something different. So Matt, he's my husband. He was getting out of the military at that time. We, We were just struggling. You know, we didn't know what was next for us and I couldn't get a job. So a military spouse who actually happened to be at the same station that we were at, posted in a shared Facebook group about this Salesforce opportunity. You could learn it for free from home. There's a whole program. It's not a scam, we promise. And I was like, hmm. So I had seen it and I had known it had existed, but it wasn't until after I actually had my child that I decided to give it a go. So Carter, he's my firstborn. He was a newborn at this time. And I just dove right into learning everything I could about Salesforce, you know, and very quickly, it was a matter of about four weeks. I secured my first job after being out of the military and being unemployed for three years and got my first Salesforce certification. So I started as an administrator, very quickly went into product management and finally consulting after that, which is where I've been ever since. And that one certification turned into two turned into now 14. And I'm an application architect and a system architect and eligible to go before my CTA board for my CTA certification. So what a magnificent ride it has been for me. It has just absolutely changed my life, changed the trajectory of both mine and my husband and our entire family's life.
0: Being a mother of two, I'm sure you're quite busy. Uh, How do you manage being a new parent and learn Salesforce at the same time? I feel a lot of people are in this situation, possibly looking to give up or quit, and you're somebody that has gone through it. So if you could share a little bit about that, that would be great.
1: I would love to. You know, I think it goes into a few different things. And the first thing that I want to reference is a quote from Viktor Frankl. He wrote a book, an incredible book called Man's Search for Meaning. And he's basically, I'm going to summarize, so don't quote me, but what he said is, if you have a compelling enough why, you will get through anyhow. And I think that's what we share in common is we both were having children and we both wanted to give our children this new life, maybe a life that we hadn't had, a life that I certainly hadn't had. And it really... I think when you get into learning something difficult, because if we're honest, sometimes Salesforce learning can be very difficult, depending on what you're doing. And it, when you get into something that difficult, you have to have a compelling enough why to really propel you through those hard times of really just grinding and getting through learning. It, it, it can be quite hard. So that was my first thing. So that is what I would... For, that's where I would start. If I were to give advice to anyone, like what is your why? And if you don't know it, you should spend some time in self-reflection because that's really what's going to again, propel you through those difficult times. Cause they will come sooner or later. At some point, you're going to have something hard come along and you'll need a little bit of motivation to get through it. But if we are to go to like down to the details side of things, right, that's what everyone needs to know. What is a blueprint that I can use that I can then apply in my life? So I would say now I have two little boys. My schedule has changed quite a lot going from one to two. So the first thing to remember there is that even if you have like a plan or a routine, sometimes it's going to get jumbled. You're going to have to shuffle it around. But at varying times throughout having children and young children, my children are still pretty young. Um, I would say that you have to have a routine and stick to it, right? You have to find a routine that works for you. And what generally worked for me with the first one with Carter was studying after he would go to bed was a really big chunk of time where I could just, uh, I drink some tea. I don't recommend that always at like 8 p.m. Don't drink black tea, but I would drink tea and I would get down to work. And I just, it was something I had to do. Because I knew it was going to help us out. So that was when I was doing it. I would also study. I'd be on like Quizlet. Quizlet is a really big study platform for me. Um, I would be on Quizlet while I was would be feeding him. Or he would be sleeping in my arms. You know, I'd have like one hand over here. You know, I'm, I'm doing everything I can. So I really took advantage of those times when he wasn't awake to just learn as much as I could and basically blocked out everything else. So, you know, no social media usage, nothing like that was on the side. Um, So it was very like, I've got to get this done. Let's do it now with when I, now that I have a second one, that time after bed is really hard because you're tired. You're very tired when you have multiples. So what works for me now is waking up at 4 a.m., and then using really a time block structure where you're really planning your day out. This is actually a Cal Newport um, technique that he's he suggests and he has employed to great success. Cal Newport is, um, is an author for those who don't know. We'll talk about him a little bit. But it's blocking my time and just having like from this time to this time, I will sit down and do this from, you know, from then eight to 10, I'm going to sit down and do that. And that has really helped me out so much. So just really planning your day, sticking to routines and just really getting it done and knowing your why. I think those are my four biggest things
0: there. I think it's awesome you mentioned Cal Newport. We talked about him previously. We're, we're both big fans of Cal Newport and a lot of the things that you're mentioning, you know, he talks about in his books, he's written a couple of them. I think to your point of time blocking is very crucial, and you have to be in the right state of mind when you're studying for Salesforce. Um, When I was first trying, before I found Cal Newport, I was winging it, and you know, having a young child, and you're trying to study, and he has to go down for a nap. Like that's not ideal at all. But you think you think that you know this is the only time I have, but you really don't. Um and I, I like what you said about waiting until after they go to sleep when you have when you had your first one, Carter, um, and finding those times. Another thing I wanted to bring up too, to caveat off of that is, you know, you mentioned cutting out social media to a certain extent. For those people that don't want to cut out social media, going back to the time block thing, you just from five to six in the morning is I can do social media for one hour. And you know, if you care about social media that much, I promise you'll wake up at five and be like, this is the only time I have. So this is what I'm going to do it. Um, but moving on again, going back to Cal Newport, I think, is there anything that you've learned that you think is worth sharing from his kind of mindset is also, uh, you already mentioned four things, but uh, is there anything else you want to bring up?
1: Absolutely. So Cal Newport has written several books, his most, I think his most important book to me. So from from my perspective here is deep work. Now, deep work talked about how we live in a chronically distracted world, which I think we could all agree is very true. You know, at any given moment, there's pings, there's notifications, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, you know, Slack even sometimes. There's so many distractions and so many things, rabbit holes and trails that you can go at any time, go down at any time. Now. His book, Deep Work really argued that a deeper life was a more meaningful life. And by deep life, what he meant was really getting away from the distractions and focusing down on you know one, what you needed to do, what your goal, you know, what your goals were, and then living a deep life where because you're focusing on your goals and what you have to do, maybe that's work. Um, it allowed you the freedom, to then pursue things on the side, you know, to look your children in the eyes on the weekends and not worry about that task that you needed to do. So he really, to me, it was very deeply influential to me. At the time that I read it, I was going for, I believe it was my application architect certification. And I, you know, I'd been studying, I'd been doing well, but it wasn't in a structured manner. And so when I structured my day, kind of how he had deep work time, so you would designate a time that you were going to work deeply, maybe that's your job, or maybe that's studying, and then bucket everything else out into more pockets. When I employed that in my own life, I mean, game changer. I, I very quickly, I want to say it was just a few months I was studying for my application architect and that thats really just a designation because there's really a few certs that you have to have to get that designation. And so I I had been missing two or three of them. But within a few months of employing that deep work strategy, I I had achieved application architect. And so I did the same thing with system architect. I feel like you have to really ruthlessly, advice I would give, ruthlessly cut out anything that, you know, it's not something you have to do. Like you have to be a parent, you have to eat, you have to sleep. You know, all those things are half tos have to go to the bathroom. Everybody has to, um, cut out everything that is not a necessary, that's not furthering you to your goal. So you need to spend some time and thought and say, what is my goal? Again, ask yourself, what's my, why, why is this my goal? And then ruthlessly eliminate anything that is not getting you towards your goal. And that is really what he taught me. And it has just, I think it's really been really a secret weapon in my own career because you're not going to find many people who will do that and who will be that dedicated. So that's your secret sauce. You know, take it if it's for you, leave it if it's not. But those of us who are taking it are enjoying a very deep, fulfilling life.
0: (laughs) Uh, Shout out Cal Newport. I feel like... uh...
1: Uh,
0: He reminds me a lot of another person that I follow in my kind of career uh, path here is Jocko Willing. Um, And those that don't know Jocko, uh, former uh, Navy SEAL, he has several books out, but his his big thing is uh, discipline equals freedom. And those just, you had mentioned it, you know, setting deep work, it gives you the freedom outside to do these things. So very awesome, I want to have a surprise question real quick. I know you're okay. you're from Texas originally, but like you said, you moved around a lot being prior service, your husband was in the military, and you're currently in Wisconsin so if someone happens to be going to Wisconsin or in your general area for a work trip or something? Is there something that they need to go see? Hey,
1: All right. So Wisconsin is a big state. You might know us as the state of beer and cheese. That is true. But if you are in Wisconsin, you should definitely, if you're a football fan, go head up to green Bay. That's about an hour away from me. Take a look at the wonderful stadium we have and the wonderful world-class team that we have right here in small Wisconsin. Um, Now, if you are more of an individual who likes cities, I would tell you to go ahead and take a trip down to Madison, Wisconsin, which is a beautiful town that is on what we call the lake. Um, so that's Lake Michigan, very beautiful town. It's a it is a college town. And so there's a lot to do. There's a lot to see and it's very liberal. So if your liberal flag flies that way, go ahead on down to Madison. But my favorite places in Wisconsin are actually up further north than I am near the Wisconsin-Michigan border. So Michigan borders Wisconsin up to the north by just a little tiny strip of land. And it's a place where you can't get cell phone signal. There's a lot of dirt roads, ATV trails, and you're just in the forest. And you can hear yourself and all the animals, look at the stars, look at the um, lakes that are there. So it's a very large concentrated area of lakes. Go do yourself a favor, take some time off the technology, get away from it and get back into nature. That's my recommendation.
0: Just not in January.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not in January. And I will also say a, there's a very famous Wisconsin drink. It's called an old fashioned and don't try to get one in another state. It's not quite the same as it is here. But when in Wisconsin, order yourself an old-fashioned.
0: Lauren, thanks again for joining me on Allegheny Digital. This was awesome. So much great info for those that are trying to get into Salesforce, more technology in general, career change. Uh, really, everything you said can be taken and applied to any, anything that they're doing. So thank you so much and hopefully to have you on again. Thank you so much, Franklin. It was wonderful. There are no shortcuts. There are no hacks.
1: If you want to take the easy road, I promise you it's longer and more painful than the hard road. Choose the hard path, the path of responsibility, hard work, and sacrifice. The path of discipline, humility, and ownership that ultimately leads to freedom. It won't be easy. It will demand everything you've got to give. But you can do it. Discipline equals freedom. That's not a contradiction, it's an equation. Discipline is the path to freedom. Discipline is the driver of daily execution. Discipline defeats the infinite excuses that hold you back. Make discipline part of your daily
0: life, and your daily life will get better.